Head on over to RighteousFelon.com for all of your favorite beef jerky flavors. I recommend starting off with the whole shebang craft jerky bundle. The jerky is smoky and savory, spicy and sweet. All of your favorites, all in one variety pack. Use promo code OCSN in all lowercase to get 15% off at checkout. Don't miss this great opportunity. Go to RighteousFelon.com today. Good evening, hockey fans, and welcome to another episode of American Beauties, your home for AHL news, notes, talkers, and more. We are brought to you by the Old City Sports Network. My name is Dan Bradley. Alongside me tonight, the wonderful Sam Wismer. Sam, how are you doing tonight, my friend? Oh, you know, living. (laughs) It's been a crazy day for hockey, just kind of across the board, all of the trades with the deadline coming up and... It's definitely starting to heat up and uh, it's, it's a crazy time right now. I don't, I've never, I, there's two, two times in hockey that I don't like and it's trade deadline week and uh, oh my God, there's another point, free agency. And there's yeah. just two points I don't like. Just because there's so much player movement to keep track of. There's, um, you know, you you get attached to these players and then seeing them leave or seeing them go, you know, move on, whether that's a team choice or a player choice, come on, there's always a little bittersweet to, to that time of year. Yeah. And, you know, just within my own fan base, um, you know, it's kind of like a stick, like do something like that meme, mm-hmm. that stick figure. Yep. Meme, it's like do something. Um, and they only really made one move and uh, we got that future considerations guy, which, uh, I hear he's like a locker room cancer, but you never know. Yeah, he's just from place to place over and over again. Can't stay with one team. He really should just go to Arizona where uh, I, I hear that's the boneyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arizona is um, <clears throat> was looking this one up today. They're going to have 18 draft picks in the first three rounds over the next three seasons. Arizona? Arizona. Chicago will have 17 picks in the first three rounds over the next three years so and we have zero yeah <laughs> yeah Good not, time. not a whole lot going on there for for philly at the moment that certainly could change if you know chuck picks up the phone and, and works some deals here as, as he can do from time to time um Future considerations from- is going to be a superstar. For the <laughs> Michael, I feel like he's going to be on the Phantoms for a little bit, and then we're going to send him right up because, like, he just fits in wherever we yep. need him. We can slot yep. him in for one C, or we can slot him in for three D. <laughs> yeah, future considerations kind of needs a little bit more time to develop, but he's going to be ready and and flourish uh, into a star. Um, he is fantastic. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. We're already off to a roaring start. Um, let's get into things here with David Gust, who, speaking of players who need a little more time to flourish, a, a bit of a long journey to the NHL, but it comes with, I think, a pretty exciting uh, bow on the story. Uh, Sam, let's let's walk through uh, David Gust's journey throughout um, kind of this season and his his route to the NHL. So David Gust, I believe, was with the Wolves last season, um, if I remember correctly. So he has playoff experience, Calder Cup experience. Um, he was part of just that that cheat code that the Wolves had last season, um, and. He, Seeing him, you know, up in person, up close and personal last last year when I went to the Calder Cup, um, he's a really good player. He has a lot to offer. Um, I know that he was almost ready to actually walk away from the game at the end of last season because he wants to be in the NHL. And it's really just kind of a story that is just like, all right, dude, like you you prove that you are able to be there. The same with Alex Belzile, who is with. Uh, well, Montreal Canadiens. Um, I saw him last week when he played in Philadelphia. So it's just nice to see these guys get a chance of where they actually need to be and should be. Um, you know, I mean, Alex Belzio was, what, 11 seasons in the AHL before he got called up, and now he's sticking with Montreal. Um, he was an AHL all-star this year. He produced 24 goals, 26 assists, and 50 points in 51 games. Um, the Blackhawks offered him a two-year NHL deal this month, signing two days before his 29th birthday, and he scored on his first shot during his first NHL shift. Yeah, really cool story there. With Anytime a guy gets you know first game, first goal, that's always something. But first shift and first shot at the NHL level. And that's what goes into the back of the net. Like it, it's that, you know, look, I made it type of moment where for Gust who had gone through a lot to get there as well, and was really ready to kind of hang him up. Um, the athletic put out a piece about it where they mentioned that um, at, at the time going into this past season, um, you know, his, his wife was pregnant. He was thinking about settling down, starting a family Um and thinking, well, maybe, you know, I'll give it one more go, and then this will kind of be the last shot. And now Chicago has rewarded him not just with a contract for two more years, but an NHL contract at that. So, um, so they're not just signing him to an AHL deal, thinking, well, he'll be there. We might call him up if we need him, but probably not. They're thinking he's probably going to be a part of that NHL roster next season as Chicago kind of transitions a little bit more through that rebuild. Um, and Gust being a player that they think can really give them that energy and uh, a bit of spark to kind of keep them competitive throughout the on-the-fly rebuild that they're undergoing in Chicago. For sure. And, you know, we I know we talked about this uh, earlier in the season, um, probably like one of our first episodes where we talked about, you know, could Chicago, uh, the, the Wolves, make that, that run again? And him being a part of of just having that experience i think that's super important for a team like chicago mm -hmm. who is clearly rebuilding their team um you know i know they just lost patrick kane today mm -hmm. um, yeah joel joel was pretty miserable on uh pot snipe right before this he's over on uh 
on center uh, ice, center right, ice now. right now. And I'm sure that's just going about the same. So, you know, I, I just I think having that playoff experience and just having that whole experience in general really helps a team move along. And um, I know that that's going to be coming up a little bit later. I do have something that John Tortorella said. Um, and it kind of made me really emotional to hear it because in Philadelphia, we really haven't had a lot of head coaches that have really sided with the AHL. And the thing I really do mm -hmm. like about John Tortorella is that he did, he has not only one, but two Calder cups underneath him. And he is for the AHL. He, he mm -hmm. thinks that it is super important to have this and it's just nice to hear because it just makes me feel like all the work that I'm doing isn't for anything. And I'm telling you right now, I don't think he even realizes that if I'm in like the press conference room that I'm an AHL reporter, like he doesn't even know who I am, mm -hmm. but just, just knowing that there's a coach on our side because a lot of head coaches, I hate to say it. They don't like the AHL. Yeah. It's, it's their, their thought is, I'm worried about what our active NHL roster is doing. I can't be worried about what the AHL is doing, but you kind of have to in a way, and especially for a team like Philadelphia, who is also kind of going through a bit of a transition period with or even you know, the young guns aren't quite ready, but they're, they're on the way up. Like Torts needs to know what he's dealing with and who these players are that are coming up, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, where is their fit within the organization a year from now, two years from now? And a, and a question that was posed to me today is like, well, how does like someone like Torts or, you know, like another head coach of, I, I forget who the head coach of the Blackhawks is, how do they decide who comes up and, and, and who stays down? And I said, people are always there watching, whether it be the GM, whether it be the assistant GM. I know for a fact Chuck Fletcher comes to Phantoms games. I know Danny Breer comes to Phantoms games. Um, people are watching your, how you play your game. They also look at your stats. They also kind of take maturity into factor. Because whether we like to face it or not, these kids, while they may be good, and they are, they have the talent. Everybody in the AHL, you have to have some sort of level of talent to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we have to realize that these are children. Yes, they're over the age of 18 and they're still boys, but mm. they are kids. They, they, er, sorry, not boys. They're labeled as men. Mm -hmm. They are very much children and maturity takes a lot in, in a factor into that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I hate saying that. I'm like, that's probably, you know, I think after trade deadline, it said that they have four call-ups and that's it. Whoever's up there stays up there. So, like, mm -hmm. if Elliot Desnoyers doesn't come back down to the Phantoms, that's it. Like, he can't – they can't send him back down until their season's over and they can shuffle him back down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a, a roster freeze coming up. Yeah. So, it's just things like that. Like, you got to take maturity into factor. So, like, say someone like – I hate saying this – Tyson Forrester – I don't think he's ready yet because of his maturity level. Mm -hmm. He's still a kid. He's, you know, he's still learning. Like, is he ready? Is he on that cusp? Absolutely. I think he, he 
could be up there next year. And I'm not saying that he will be, but I'm just saying he could be up there next year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone like Ronnie Adderd could be up there next year. Just everything is taken into factor. Your how you play your games, your point, your production, your points, your stats, everything's taken in. And that's how these kids earn call-ups, just like David Gust. And it worked out for David Gust. It worked out for Alex Belzile after 11 years. <laughs> it takes time. It does. And I think kind of lost in the in the shuffle of all of that, too, is looking at David Gust specifically here, with all of these young players that are going to be coming through the Blackhawks organization and the Rockford Icehawks over the next few years, having a player like Gus that you can point to and see, it does take time. It may take you nine years in the AHL. Hopefully you're able to get there before then, but keep at it and keep working your tail off day in and day out because that's how you're going to get better. That's how you're going to get to the next level. And there's going to be an opportunity there. Make the most of it when you get it. And to have Gus kind of bring some of those younger guys along and say, hey, I know you're going through it. I know you feel like giving up now. Don't give up. Keep working. It's going to pay off. Having that kind of a, a mentor and an example in the locker room is going to be huge for that organization. Oh, for sure. Um, and like I said, I, I love David Gus, and I'm, I'm very, very happy for him. And to get your first goal on your first shot on your first shift of your first NHL game. That's like, I just got to like, chill, like thinking about that. Like I shivered <laughs> a little bit. It's, it's, it's so cool. Your first game, your first shift, you get your first shot and your first goal. Like I would have been like, yeah, why didn't we sign this kid years ago? Oh, right. He wasn't <laughs> with us. Yeah, that's and that's part of it too. Is is in another organization at the time, but you get your chance when you get it. So and that organization that he was previously with was Carolina, mm-hmm. and Carolina is fabulous. They are very stacked with talent on their parent club team. Their AHL teams kind of like just hopping along. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they hey, they've been seven and three and zero in their last. 10 games so let's go chicago <laughs> um, yeah keep keep winning chicago please i need chicago to keep winning and not get Connor bedard please <laughs> oh no, 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 no this is chicago wolves oh okay well okay yeah wolves, wolves can wolves can keep it rolling I, it, making but, things but, even closer in the central and i think the thing that david gus didn't didn't get a chance with carolina is because they are so stacked with Jalen Chatfield and Svechnikov and Faust and Aho and Kotkanemi. Like they have just so much talent on that team. It was just, it's very hard for prospects to break through unless there's an injury and they need a call up. Well, and then they just brought in Jesse Pugliarvi too from Edmonton. So, and then over the summer, they brought in Max Passiardi, who has an injury now. And then they also brought in um, Dylan Coughlin. And I believe they brought in uh, Brett. Brent Burns, yep. they brought him in too, uh, along with future considerations. So, um, yep, again, future considerations making, making his way his around. Way around. <laughs> Gotta love it. Um, speaking of all those trades uh, in the recent weeks leading up to the deadline, and specifically this last week, um, we've seen some trades that have really impacted things at the AHL level. I think kind of the big one 
was the San Jose Sharks and the New Jersey Devils, where you had a lot of moving pieces and it really wasn't clear for a while um, what all of the details of the deal were. Um, and, and I still like, I don't have these deals memorized. Like you have to look them up, um, to keep track. There's just too much to keep track of um, the, the trade. Okay, go ahead. Um, so San Jose receives New Jersey's 2023 first round pick. If the pick is a top two selection, New Jersey will instead transfer their own 2024 for first round pick. Mm-hmm. San Jose receives conditional 2024. Now keep in mind that New Jersey just received Timo Mir, um, who is a fabulous player. Lucky you, Devils. Meyer's such a stud. They're a wagon. How good New Jersey's going to be. Should New Jersey reach the 2023 Eastern Conference Finals, so that's this year, Mm -hmm. and Mir plays in at least 50% of the club's playoff games in 2023, or the 2024 Eastern Conference Finals, New Jersey will transfer its own first-round pick in 2024 NHL draft to San Jose, top 10 protected, instead of its own second-round pick in 2024 NHL draft. If New Jersey's first-round pick in 2024 is a top 10 selection, New Jersey will have the option to instead transfer its own first-round pick in 2025 to San Jose. Should New Jersey transfer its 2024 first-round pick per the original condition, New Jersey will instead transfer its own first-round pick in 2025 should they reach the 2024 Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. I know that's a lot, but like that, New Jersey fleeced San Jose to get Timo Mir. They kind of did, and I think part of it too is a little bit based on the contingency of can they get Timo Meyer a long-term Hi, deal. Um, as Thomas is checking in here. Uh, a lot of farm guys moved for sure, lost track. Um, and then and that, that trade is ridiculous. Christ. Yeah. And um, Jesus Christ, that trade is ridiculous. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> then on top of those picks, um, you also have Andreas Janssen. You have Fabian Zetterland. You have Nikita Ahochuk. You have Shakir Makamadulin. Um, yes, I had to look up those pronunciations before the show and make sure I had all those right. Um but a, a lot of moving parts. Oh, and if that wasn't uh, enough, also San Jose is retaining uh, 50% of Meyer's salary for the rest of this year. So a lot of moving parts. But then you look at some of the other deals that have gone on with uh, the Rangers and Canucks swapping Will Lockwood and Vitaly Kravtsov. You look at Keith Kincaid going from Boston to Colorado, where given Colorado's goaltending situation, it isn't totally out of the picture for Kincaid to get called up down the stretch and potentially be the, the backup um, in Colorado during the playoffs. Um, um, and then we talk about know, Nashville here. Uh, Nashville traded Tanner Genot. Of course I click on the athletic and yeah. they have a paywall. So yeah, it takes a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tanner Genot to Tampa Bay for like five picks and yeah. multiple first and second round picks. Like so sports illustrated said the Nashville Predators have traded forward Tanner. Well, however you said it Genoa. Yep. to the Tampa Bay lightning in return, the Nashville Predators will get Cal. What am I pronouncing? That? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That one's easy. A 2025 first round pick top 10 protected 2024 second round 2023 third fourth and fifth round pick now if you want to talk about fleecing tampa bay fleeced nashville 
You think Tampa fleeced Nashville and getting Janot? Or the other way around that Nashville fleeced Tampa and getting all those picks? Maybe. I don't know. Someone fleeced someone because that trade's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I think Nashville got the, the better end of that deal just with all the, the picks. Um, I mean, no matter what, it was kind of like but, a trade-off. Yeah. And again, this is like the type of deal, too, where like you look at last year where uh, Tampa Bay went out and got Brandon Hagel. And then Hagel just absolutely exploded for them this year. It seems like every year Tampa Bay trades for somebody at the deadline that you're like, whoa, they overpaid. And then it's like, well, no, they didn't because then they go back to the cup final and just keep on rolling. So listen, we'll, we'll see. Tampa is a thorn in my side, but they have Vasilevsky. So like, I can't really say much. Vasi is phenomenal. He's like, he's the best in the league right now. He's a beast. Um, there um, are some other moves that were made. Yeah, I, I wanted you to handle this one because it in particular affects <laughs> the Flyers, Lehigh. <laughs> and Sam gets emotional. <laughs> it, it, you, you have a bit of a personal connection with this one. Um, so Flyers, uh, I do have a picture. Flyers um, traded Isaac Ratcliffe to Nashville for future considerations, which could just be a steak dinner for chuck um but here's isaac and i last week um very last time i talked to him um he didn't really have a great season he was scratched more than he played um he only had two goals and two assists this season so far um i wish he would have worked out for philly he is six foot six like 200 and some odd pounds like he's a big boy um Nicest guy you could ever meet. Um, it's it's a loss to the Lehigh fan base. Um, he'll be missed. Yeah, it, <laughs> and somebody that you you personally really liked, Ratcliffe. The you know the fans really liked him too. Um, always tough when a, a player who's a fan favorite. And like I said to you the other day, I'm like, if I'm this emotional over Ratcliffe, if Wiley ever leaves, like I'm going off the deep end, man. Like, you yeah. know, you're you're with these guys from the very beginning, and it's it's hard to not see them make it. Um, mm -hmm. we... Yeah, got hearts in the chat. Um, that's obviously a Lehigh fan. Like, it's just very hard to see these guys leave when you have such a connection to them. Um, you know, like I said, he's the first of my kids to leave me as as I've been media. So mm -hmm. um, all the best to Isaac. He is assigned to the Milwaukee Admirals, which is the Nashville Predators AHL team. He is the number – I texted it to somebody earlier. Give me one second. I think he's number 22 or 23. Well, um, a pretty good organization to land with. Milwaukee, three points out of first with a game in hand. His number is, his number, he's number 22 on Milwaukee. Um, and you know, before everyone goes off and says, Oh, they go off to different teams and they win championships, Milwaukee was going to playoffs with or without Ratcliffe, and now Ratcliffe will have that playoff experience. And mm -hmm. I hope, I just pray and hope that he flourishes for Milwaukee and for Nashville mm -hmm. and impresses them. Um, a lot of people were like, well, we saw him in the 10 games last year. I said, you saw him with a broken team. Mm -hmm. This team isn't as broken as everybody thinks. Yeah, they not that good, but it's not injured. It's not injury riddled right now. 
And it just, you saw Ratcliffe in a different nature. Mm -hmm. And all I can say is that I hope the best for Ratty. And, you know, um, he has been so instrumental to me these last couple of seasons. Yeah, five years with Lehigh and now going to Milwaukee where, um, you know, we've praised before Milwaukee's player development program with getting guys through the ranks up to Nashville. Um, So really an organization where if you had to see him go, you know he's going somewhere where he's going to get a fair shake, he's going to get playing time, and he's going to work with people who really can develop him to get to the NHL level if he's going to stay there more consistently. And, you know, when I saw him starting to get scratched, I kind of was just like, I, I, I've said it since November. And Zach, if you're still watching, you know I've said this since November that I, I have been preparing everybody. I said he will be gone by trade deadline. Mm-hmm. So uh, Saturday night when I'm at the game, everybody, I want a beer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sam may need a couple of beers after this week, just getting through everything and getting through the chaotic trade deadline, which, by the way, uh, AHL trade deadline coming up soon as well. ECHL is the week after. This this look on Sam's face right now, it's going to be like that for the next two weeks, just so you all know. Yeah, you guys might not want to watch for the two weeks. I look like a zombie now because I look horrible because I've been working 12-hour days for the last two months. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's you're you're gonna get a chance about three weeks from now to just put your feet up and relax a little bit. You're through the deadlines. It'll help. Um, and if you are looking for a beer to uh, snag on there, uh, Hangman Brewing, uh, Hangman Brewing out of Claymont, Delaware, opened in 2020. Hangman Brewing is your spot for handcrafted ales with a specialty in New England ha- uh, hazy New England style IPAs and milkshake IPAs. They are open Wednesday through Sunday, so stop on in for a pint sometime. And uh, Bright Path Brewing and Jim, Jim Thorpe, PA, they're not too far from me. Um, they are dog-friendly. They have great beer. Um, I forgot to put one in the fridge tonight, so but they have an amazing logo, and I love it. Um, and they, they are open Thursday through Sunday, I believe. Or Thursday, uh, Thursday through, through Monday, and then they're okay. off Tuesday or Wednesday. So different days for one and uh, they typically have they don't have a kitchen but they will always have food trucks and the food trucks that they do have are their food looks yeah, pretty good yeah, they, so. they make it a point to have their food trucks out there like and say hey like you've got a spot here come hang out a lot of breweries do that especially in my area i know that they do that like i know um there's a brewery in bethlehem that brings in food trucks and that's like their signature thing um mm. because they got closed down they literally opened two weeks before the pandemic oh and then they had to close down. So they had to think of something. And then people weren't allowed inside. So they it was just a whole a whole thing. Um, but yeah, so Bright Path has food trucks. They're dog friendly. Go there, check them out. It's a little brewery, but um, you know, uh, Alex and Dylan over there are absolutely wonderful. And I, I need to go see them and get more beer. Yeah, let's uh, – oh, one more here. Uh, Righteous Felon, yeah, use uh, promo code OCSN, 15% off your jerky bundles, meat snacks, and more. Um, they just unleashed a new teriyaki. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's really clever. I saw that, and I was like, oh. But teriyaki jerky is is primo stuff. I literally sat here, and I was like, 
beef jerky or a new camera lens? Beef jerky or a new camera lens? It's like, damn it, I need that new camera lens. <laughs> yeah, let me... Well, the other ones that they just released recently, too, were Street Taco and uh, Lemon Pepper and Fiery Habanero. Um, Why are you telling me this? I, Dan, well, I need I'm on their website. I, I went to go try and find it and make sure that I, I had the right name for um, for the new one here. Um, they don't have it up on the website yet. So, we're, so we may be breaking this on the show to our audience here that um, the teriyaki um, beef sticks. So stay tuned. Promo code OCSN. 15% off your meat snacks, jerky bundles, and more. RighteousFelon.com. Let's get into our AHL Player of the Week here. Um, Yuri Kulich was named the AHL Player of the Week. Uh, six points in three games this weekend. Um, kind of leading the way for a 20-goal weekend for the Rochester Americans. They, they had a big one. Uh, Friday evening, he recorded his first career two-goal game, his first three-point effort, and his first game-winning goal. Uh, that was an 8-4 win for Rochester over Laval. Coolidge was the uh, 28th overall pick in the 2022 draft for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, also earned a silver medal with the Czech Republic at World Juniors in January. Yeah, he's a, he's a heck of a player. Um, and he is with, God, I think Rochester's New York Rangers. Buffalo. No, Buffalo. Right state. You know what? They're all in the same freaking area, okay? okay? If it weren't for the fact that they were connected with the Cyclones, and that's our AHL club when guys get called up, I don't know if I would have known that off the top of my head either. So um, I got to know. But yeah, Yuri Kulik, great player. Um, and Rochester is, like, they're doing really well right now. Um, I need to see where they are in the standings. Give me one second. I just had it up. Uh, Rochester is fourth in the north. However, okay, they so are one point out of second. So they'll be making it into playoffs. I actually posted something earlier today on, on Facebook, which a lot of people don't have me on because y'all are creepy. <laughs> um, but there was, it, it was something, if my internet would work, um, uh, Calder Cup playoff picture as of today. I think we can go into this because we're running okay on time. Um, yeah. As of today, if play if the season were to end today, and playoffs start tomorrow in the Atlantic. Providence, Hershey, Charlotte, Springfield, Lehigh Valley, Hartford will be going to playoffs. Yep. In the north, Toronto, Syracuse, Utica, Rochester, and Laval will be going to mm -hmm. playoffs. In the central, Texas, Milwaukee, Manitoba, Rockford, Iowa. will be going I, to th playoffs. Thank goodness Iowa somehow still gets in. They... Uh, which are uh our one seven and two in their last 10 I, congratulations to zane mcintyre who got a shot out this weekend our boy zane <laughs> um and then in the pacific uh calgary coachella firebirds um which san jose was chirping them so bad <laughs> Liz. um <laughs> uh, and called them uh fire chickens last night <laughs> <laughs> i love that I was dying. Um, Colorado Eagles, Ontario Rain, Bakersfield Condors, and Tucson Roadrunners. Right now, San Jose is sitting three wins outside of 
going to playoffs. Yeah, so close, sucks, but down the stretch. Hey, they're 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 doing the best they can. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, to talk to a, a past guest we had this week, uh, Montana Anibuche, I talked to him uh, more or less about somebody who was trying to impersonate him on Instagram. But nonetheless, hey Montana, we still love you. <laughs> Always our our first guest and our, our our first player guest that we had on the show. Uh huh. Yeah. Can't so, take that away from. He he is wonderful. I love him. <laughs> yeah, they're they're all our boys at this point. Um, going back to Coolidge, uh, thirty three points through forty two games as an eighteen year old rookie in the AHL. Um, Fifteen goals, eighteen points in forty two games. Um, and again, like we we talk about these guys being kids, this guy is eighteen. He will turn nineteen in April. So he's going to be basically yeah, youngin. Um, he's going to be tearing it up at the AHL level the rest of this year, probably next season. I would be really surprised if two seasons from now he's still in the A. They had very, very high ceiling for Coolidge. Um, somebody who really, I, I think, is – I think he – will be a top six forward for Buffalo. And that's an organization that has a lot of top players right now. Um, and the from thing, their drafts in recent years. Sorry. And, and the yeah. thing that, you know, this is a minor, it, not only do we discuss the AHL, but we do discuss ECHL, SPHL. There's so mm-hmm. many good players and to make a professional hockey league, you have to have some sort of talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it may just be the ECHL. It may just be the SPHL. It might just be the MIHL, which is a new league. It's the Michigan Independent Hockey League. Our friend Jack Hudick is a goalie for them. Um, so you still have to have some sort of level of talent. You've got the FPHL mm-hmm. where the ECHL pulls from. Sometimes they also pull from the SPHL. Like You have to have some sort of talent to be in a pro hockey league. I don't care what mm-hmm. anybody says. I don't care if it's the lowest minor league possible. You still have to have some sort of talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, my rant for the week. <laughs> You're good. Um, uh, go to yeah. www.oldcitysports.com. That's old with an E. And check out all of our other podcasts, articles, and more. Um, we have a new Eagle show starting called bird is the word um and they'll start with the draft that's coming up i think what in like a month and a half yep yeah uh, nfl combine is going on today and tomorrow that's actually where my fiance is at today she's out covering it. oh yeah that's where like all the physicals and stuff are right yep they do that they run through all the the drills your 40 uh 40 yard dash time your uh mm-hmm. shuttle runs your bench press all that you're jazz. talking about exercise stuff it makes me yeah little... <laughs> yep. that's that's enough exercise talk for this show even though I do CrossFit, so like I haven't been there in two months. So Ian, if you're running across this, I'm coming back, dude. Just relax. Uh, that's my coach. Um, so yeah, uh, we also have Flyers Alley. We have our Big Brother show, Center Ice, which goes on at the same time. So if you want, you can go over there, hop on over there, and check them out. And uh, yeah, stay with us. Catch them on demand. <laughs> also, but they have a much bigger time right now than us. Our time is next week. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, but it really affects us at all times. So it does. Uh, also, this is our our sponsor, Bright Path. 
they are specific to AHL uh, or American Beauties here. So uh, that's their logo. I love this shirt. I live in it when I have to work from home. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Did we say fan lot? Spring oh, yes, right Lot's going to be or should be starting back up soon. And also we have uh, a Toronto Maple Leafs podcast called The Sixth Man hosted by Brent Clemmer. Um, so, yeah, go check our, our stuff out there. <laughs> there should be more articles than there are. But, you know, <clears throat> just damn it. <laughs> hey, go back to uh, Coolidge for a minute, just to kind of put into perspective how he stacks up against some of his peers. Um, seven goals in seven games at world juniors this year nine points through seven games guy's good keep an eye on yuri coolidge buffalo what are you doing to the rest of the league my friends they're 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 starting to really put together a wagon here um yeah uh, this next segment is brought to you by Neshaminy Creek Brewing. Visit www.neshaminycreekbrewing.com. Check out their awesome beers, merch, and much more. Uh, disciplinary report. We only had one from last week, but still have one. You know, one. this league's really behaving this year, and I'm kind of proud of them. I, good, good on you, AHL. You know, <laughs> not getting into the, the same muckiness that, that you tend to get. Uh, there's still, you know, let's, let's not put the cart too far in front of the horse here and um you know it is still the the playoff grind coming up and and there's gonna be some moments down the stretch we know they're coming um mr man who got two games for each finger yeah i'll never forget that <laughs> iconic uh, Bakersfield Condors defenseman Philip Kemp was suspended for one game as a consequence of his actions in a game uh, against San Diego on February 21st. He was assessed an instigator penalty within the final five minutes of the third period. So that results in an automatic one game suspension. Uh, he missed Bakersfield's game on Friday, the 24th at Texas. Um, so again, we have an example of player commits act serve suspension and is back to playing between episodes of American beauties. Yeah. So we, we kind of like it when they're that way and it's just the one gamers, but anytime they're longer than that, we got to talk about those too. Uh, this is www.norspirits.com. Enter promo code OCS for 25% off your Norse beard products. Um, before we go into who's been called up, who's, who's been sent down kind of thing. Mm. Um, I want to give, I want to play a clip. Uh, from today's press conference with John Tortorella and him mm -hmm. talking about, you know, how important it is to have the kids down for the AHL mm -hmm. uh, playoff push. Um, so let me get that set up here. Um, in this past week, Flyers sent Elliot Denoyer and Sam Erson to Lehigh Valley, and they have re uh, since recalled Elliot Denoyer back up Um to Philadelphia due to Travis Konechny being out for an extended period of time. Are they still calling that um, for trade-related reasons for Konechny, or are they calling it something else? It was never for trade-related reasons. I thought he... Okay, maybe mm -hmm. I'm thinking of somebody else then. Because mm -hmm. that's that's been a thing we've seen lately. So this but, is... Yeah, here's, here's Torts. So this is the clip of Torts, and uh, courtesy of Bob Rotruck, um, who is the communications director for Lehigh Valley Phantoms. The biggest thing I think for this organization right now, or one of the biggest things, is that Lehigh team, uh, 
they're 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 all, they're almost in the play. We want to get them in the playoffs. I, I I coached in the American League two years, went on two long runs there. One year winning a Calder Cup. It did unbelievably great stuff for development of young players. That's that's important for this organization right now. That's why Urs is down there now. Uh, he's going to be that goalie down there in the minors when when they play. Uh, Evie Shields was my goalie in Rochester when he wanted it. And it propelled them right to the National Hockey League. That's really important for the organization down there. The biggest thing. Yeah. So straight from Torts' mouth. I, Sam Erson. understand player development. Sam Erson is going to remain in Lehigh. And mm -hmm. I know how much that is going to burn the Flyers fan base right now. And I completely get it. I understand it. You want a goalie. By week's end, I think Sandstrom will be out. And it, it has been said that Sam Harrison is going to remain in Lehigh for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. We need him. Yeah. If you want this team to make a playoff push, you need your biggest key part. And that's not, and God forbid, I love Pat Nagel. I love, I love Nolan Mayer. But right now you need Sam Harrison. We don't have Troy Grosnick right now. Troy Grosnick isn't injured again. Um, so we don't have that tandem right now. We mm. need Sam Harrison to kind of, help Nolan Mayer and, and form Nolan Mayer. And Nolan Mayer is a great goaltender. Um, deserves to be, be in Lehigh right now. And I called this yesterday where it's going to be Arison and Mayer in Lehigh because uh, we don't know what's going on with Grossneck right now. It's going to be Nagel and Fulcher in Reading. You have two minor league teams that are like this close. They need to hold on to it right now. Mm-hmm to make it to playoffs and that is so important right now and that's what torts was saying is that it's just so vital right now and even the gm chuck fletcher put emphasis on how important it is to have eyes on your minor league team and that's coming from chuck fletcher i have a comment from michael here it's nice to hear a coach care about the ahl can torts be the flyers gm let him get I'm through four years of being the head coach and then let him decide he wants to be gm you know one thing about torts is he absolutely has an eye for talent and can kind of tell you know obviously as a coach within your own systems and as you adjust your own systems for player development uh what works there and what doesn't but Torts is also the type of person where you never have to worry about where you stand with him because he'll tell you, you'll know um, pretty, pretty quick uh, where you stand. So for Torts as a, a GM, I kind of would love to see that. I think that could be very entertaining um, if he ever decides he wants to get out of coaching and into front office work like that. Yeah. But um, some other recalls that have happened is Michael Hauser was sent down from Buffalo to Rochester, but signed an NHL deal, which, okay, yeah. okay, Buffalo. Yeah, um, it was with Buffalo. So that's a little bit of a weird situation there where he's probably going to be the backup going into next season because now, mm -hmm. um, you know, Craig Anderson is 41. He does not have that much left in the tank. Uko Pekka Lukanen is going to take over as the starter likely next season. So they want Hauser, who started last season with Cincinnati in the ECHL, played his way up during the stretch of injured goaltending that Buffalo had last year, all the way up from the ECHL to the NHL in a span of about two months, and has hung around and earned an NHL deal. 
uh, two-year deal as well. So they think he's going to be there for a little while. Yeah. Um, so good stuff for Hauser. It's again, it's, it's weird that they were like, call him up, send him down, sign him to NHL deal, but also keep him at the AHL level. It's kind of weird how that all played out. But again, some of that is just, I think the, the Lovely. paper moves that you have to do for all the you know yeah. the legal mumbo jumbo with it. The legal. <laughs> yep. Um, Okay, I'm going to butcher this next name. You, Igor? Igor? Chinikov. Thank you. I got you. I, I, I wanted to give I you a shout out. I was Chinikov. Igor Chinikov, yep. Chinikov. Down yep. from Columbus to Cleveland. Uh, yep. Colorado. A little surprise there, but good for Cleveland. Yeah, Colorado called up Ben Myers, Jonas Johansson, and Brad Hunt. Vegas called Michael Hutchinson up from Henderson. Chicago send, sent Jackson Stauber down to Rockford. Minnesota boy. Um, Rangers sent Braden Schneider and Jake. Oh, God. I, yeah, I threw some tough names at you. Leshenson? We're going to go with that. Yeah. Uh, Hartford while calling up Ryan Carpenter. And then obviously, like I said, Flyers sent Elliot Desnoyers. And Sam Ayrson to Lehigh Valley and Sam, um, Elliot Desnoyers has been recalled. Um, and Pat Nagel has been sent back down to Reading, which good because they need him. Um, Maple Leafs sent Jordy Ben down to the Marlies. And there yeah. will be more. There will be more moves. Everybody mm-hmm. just shut up right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh- the, the Ben one is interesting, too, given how the Maple Leafs have kind of moved some pieces around um, to get Jake McCabe from the Blackhawks. They brought in Luke Shen from Vancouver, um, just kind of overhauling some things on their back end. They traded Rasmus Sandin away and brought in Eric Gustafson. So just in the last 24 hours, they brought in three new defensemen. Um, but mean, also at Jordy Ben as their their tweener guy and their call up and somebody who can be very scrappy when he needs to be. Um, and is kind of built for playoff hockey like that. Um, some big moves for, for Toronto. Um, so for sure. And, and for like sure. we said, more to come. Yeah. Week's not over yet. We've still got two days to go. Um, trade deadline does end. Friday at 3 p.m., but you'll probably see trades trickle in until about 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect Twitter to be in complete full meltdown mode. Every fan base will be absolutely ornery. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why didn't we make this move? Why did we make this move? Ah, it's, Why it's didn't our GM do anything? That's right. what I'm going to hear. Right. Um, check out Fanatics for all of your NHL merchandise. Use our promo code. Uh, this week it is 19 ship everything ships for free i think um and for awesome discounts and then this next segment of american beauties is brought to you by sterling pig brewery out of media pennsylvania go check their beer out it's really good jesse from delco dive flyers alley and center ice just did a beer review of one of their february beers um and apparently tastes really good michael helmet get your popcorn ready mike i'm staying off twitter that day (laughs) Well, if you are on Twitter and want to join in on some of the, the trade deadline fun, uh, Potsnipe Selly will be live at uh, 3 o'clock Eastern. So as we're getting some live reaction to some of those trades and finding out, oh, this one that snuck into the queue, 
Um, j- just under the wire, Chuck Fletcher got in and uh, moved JVR um, for a fifth round pick and a conditional seventh. Um, he'll get more than that if he moves JVR. But uh, you know, if you, if you want to join in on all of that fun and shenanigans uh, at about three o'clock Eastern on Friday, um, Olivia, uh, I'll trade you. <laughs> the joke, the running joke was for a few years when we had Hag was we'll give you Hag in a third. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, and with Fletcher's the the GM, everywhere Fletcher has gone, whether it was Philadelphia, whether uh, you know just anywhere, he would always have people around him who had connections to either the Minnesota Gophers or the Minnesota Wild organization. He is loyal almost to a fault. So yeah, the someone... joke for me was: Is it too late for us to sign Nate Prosser and <laughs> send him for JVR in the deal? Because like Fletcher would accept that in a heartbeat. Um. Some someone said on Twitter today, doesn't Chuck Fletcher realize that there's more teams than just Minnesota? He kind of doesn't, which is really funny for us. <laughs> you know, he keeps, um, keeps doing us some solids along the way. But yeah, so between the pipes, uh, this week hits uh, Hugo on Onafelt. Yep. Oh, wow, I got something right. There you um, go. Onafelt is third in the AHL with his game, um, his goals against average, which is which it's 2.25 and in save percentage, which is a 0.923. And he holds a 13, eight, one record. And on Sunday, he picked up his third shutout of the season. Um, Onafelt was a third round pick for the Tampa Bay lightning in the 2019 draft. He was 71st overall coming before Ronnie Adderd. Um, a draft that also produced Spencer Knight, Pyotr Koshekov, Mads Sogard, Eric Portillo and Dustin Wolf. And Onafelt has split time with Max Lagasse this season in net. Yeah. Uh, when I was looking up the the numbers here, it was kind of like, how are we not hearing more about Onafelt? Because among, among qualifying goaltenders, like he is absolutely crushing it, but he's still splitting starts with Max. So it's and it, even leaning towards Max a little bit more on the split. So it's, it's about maybe a 55, 45 or 60, 40 type of split. It's not an even like every other rotation. Mm-hmm. So, um, but again, all the felt it's still a younger player. You know, he's, he's 21. Uh, he'll be 22 in June, six, three, 179. So he's a little bit height wise. He's right on with what you're expecting for an NHL build, but at 179, very slender for an NHL build. Um, but he is very quick with his like twitchy, I think is probably a, a good way to describe him. Yeah. So like um, if he's freeze. like if he's like a smaller goaltender, they tend mm-hmm. to be quicker. Um right. and so, skating is super important for goaltenders, especially mm-hmm. the smaller ones. Um you know, like Nolan Mayer, he, for example, he's a very good skater, uh, and he's also a very quick goalie, along with um, somebody else who Redding got rid of two weeks ago at this point. I miss him terribly. <laughs> um, Josh Boyko, he's very quick in net. I've been watching him with his teams, and um, Caden Fulcher, bigger goaltender, much bigger goaltender. Kid's like nine feet tall. Um he he's very quick, but he's much bigger. So he has to use his his height and his um, space wisely. 
Uh, he's very mm. good skater. So everything goes into play with that. Yeah, to me, he's kind of the... Um, he reminds me a lot of Askar- Yaroslav Askarov just in the way that they're built. Um, I swear they're both... you have a love affair with Askarov. I, I kind of... but like, Okay, but like, hear me out. Askarov is... 6'3", 178, right? Uh, Alnafelt, 6'3", 179. They're literally one pound apart in their build. Like, just the way that they play is so similar. Um, Askarov, I think, higher ceiling, higher floor. But Alnafelt, absolutely crushing it with Syracuse, who... um, you know, they're, they're now second in the North Division. And Alnafelt is a pretty big part of that, um, mm-hmm. especially knowing how close that is. The second and fourth are separated by one point. Um, I would not be surprised if uh, Max Legacy gets the starts a little bit more down down the stretch and come playoffs. But keep an eye on Alnafelt because I think over the next couple of years and eventually – probably to the NHL level, um, the the path is there. And, and you can see that he has the tools to continue to move up and progress. For sure. Um, he's he's going to be a really good goaltender when he reaches his height. Um, another name that we mentioned in there, Spencer Knight, we do want to mm. send our well wishes and, and thoughts and prayers to him as he entered the NHL Player Assistance Program this week. Um, it's never it's never a good thing when a player enters that, and we can only hope that Spencer gets the um, the help that he needs right now. Um, mental health is no joke. Um, I'm thinking about doing like a special episode regarding mental health and and hockey. I just need to find the right people for it. Um, and uh, you know, mental health affects my life every day as someone who suffers with bipolar. So. Um, Again, I hope Spencer gets the help that he needs because it's really mm-hmm. important to be in net. You know, you have so much anxiety as a goaltender, um, as is, because you've, you're you blamed. If you lose the game, you get blamed, even though there's five mm-hmm. men in front of you who have to do their right. job. Yeah, even um, if it's not your fault. It's, it's always the goalie's fault. Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so, but yeah, our, our thoughts and prayers are with Spencer Knight. Um, I'm sure it's 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 tough having to make that decision to sit out and um, and watch your team succeed without you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we don't know all the details, and we may never know all the details of what Knight is dealing with, and that's totally like it's up to him. If that's he ever him. That's all on him. He owes us go. nothing. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um. But do want to take a moment as well and say if, if you who are listening to this show, watching with us, um, or someone you know, love and care about um, is struggling with with anything, whether it's an addiction, whether it's mental health, um, you know, be be supportive, be a friend. There are all sorts of resources available. There have never been more resources available at any point in human history for mental health, for substance abuse. There are so many resources at your disposal. And if you need somebody to talk to about that, you know, Sam and I will listen and help in ways that that we can. I can get you. I'm a social worker. I can get you the resources that you need. (laughs) Yes. 
there, there are a few people better connected to help you than, than Sam. So, <laughs> and probably if you came to me, I would also probably check in with Sam and say, Hey, somebody messaged me about this. Can you, do you know anybody? Like, you have so many resources around you and, mm -hmm. and, you know, that that's for the mental health episode, but yeah, if, if any of our viewers really have a tough time and need resources or just need somebody for them to vent to, listen, I deal, I deal with it every day, every day. <laughs> I we am a, I am a mental health social worker. I think that's a pretty good place for us to, to end things for tonight. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you to everybody who uh, tuned in for tonight's episode uh, as a reminder, with the, the trade deadline coming up, we'll have a lot of content going out on social um, over the next couple of weeks, um, just as all of that comes to a head. Um, thank you to our sponsors as well, Righteous Felon, the Chamonix Creek, uh, Norse Beards, Sterling Pig, Old City Sports Network, Fanatics, and then our newest sponsors, Hangman Brewing, and our AHL-specific sponsor, Bright Path Brewing. Love you guys. Uh, really appreciate your support of this show and uh, across OCSN, but especially uh, your support of American Beauties. Uh, stay tuned to social. In the meantime, uh, we will be back next week with a brand new episode. She's Sam. I'm Dan. Enjoy your night, everybody. Night, guys. <laughs>